everybody. It's Smashing Game Time. We are three brothers who go through the back catalogs of gaming's yesteryears. I am your host, Nick. Caddy corner bottom to me is Jake. Hi, Jake. Hello. That's me. I'm Jake. And then to my left, that is Josh over there. Moist, shiny folds. Oh, no. Most, no, 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 no. <laughs> Today we're doing 2012 Q2. But before we get into that, just a reminder, we are part of the Trident Network of Podcasts. Trident family of podcasts. Go check out some of our siblings. Also, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, especially Apple and Spotify. We'll take as many stars as you'll give us, but we prefer five. And then also, we are everywhere that you can find your podcasts. So we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Anchor. Uh, there's like 20 million of them. So just if there's if, if it's if it has podcasts, it has us, you guys. So go go check us out over there. Uh, Spotify, guys. What is Spotify, yeah. Guys, what is what has everybody been up to? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go first to this question. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take. Um so I've been just streaming multiverses. Uh I, I just got back from working twelve days in a row, so that sucked. But uh I know with my streams and my content I've actually been doing very uh been getting a lot of traffic lately. Like I know just yesterday alone I gained like fifteen followers. Are you doing? And, are you doing YouTube videos also? I know you're doing TikTok and Twitch. Are you doing YouTube also right now? Yes, yes, I'm doing YouTube. Um, I've actually developed a a cheat sheet on Google Sheets mm-hmm. that like is pretty optimal when it comes to helping players decide what like perks and characters use against uh, their matchup. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm the only one that has made that so far that I know of from research. So I'm kind of like trying to showcase that in a video. And it's awesome invite invite people coming to get it yeah it's kind of <laughs> it's pretty big and how, how are your youtube numbers i always feel like you it's easier to get numbers on youtube compared to everything else so i've actually been talking to some people that do youtube uh, are more experienced with youtube it's all about um making a video better than your competition if you really want to be a content creator you have to make a video you either want to be the first or you want to be your video wants to be so much better than the competition mm-hmm so right now it's and eh, I kind of just throwing videos in the air, but I've actually talked to a buddy of mine who helped me out in like titles and thumbnails and all that shit and the aspects of being a content creator. So I'm actually gonna get that stuff going. You so, see, and I I actually I I had a thought about that because um I was thinking about getting into uh, Age of Age of Empires four, like completing mm-hmm. the campaign and then getting into uh, getting into multiplayer. I know I'm ass at RTS. But there was, I was thinking about like, oh, maybe I'll do a spin. Like, I think there's a guy who does like Bronze League for StarCraft or something like that. So I was like, oh, you know, what if I just like, what if that was the series? Like, hey, this guy's bad at Age of Empires. Let's see if he learns anything from this game. And just kind of building off of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like, I guess it's more work than I thought it would be mm-hmm. because you kind of like you have to like do research and like no one's done this let's do this or um this is done already you know a bunch of times but can you do it better like did they miss anything well it's like your buddy but, said you're either first or you got to be really good and yeah. if you have neither of those going for you then you got to be really creative or really funny yeah that and like just other people having like more um i guess followers more subs that yeah, that helps them because I know being a pro player has its perks. Because mm-hmm. um, like it, people are just gonna follow you. It's like, oh, this guy's really good. Let's see what he what he's doing. Because once you're a pro player in any game, you're kind of set in whatever content you make. Well, and even just like making a name for yourself, even if it if you don't if it doesn't bring in the numbers, like people becoming aware of you in the community. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, that's Jakey Boy. Jakey Boy might get like. Jakey Boy might average like six viewers on Twitch, but everyone knows who that is. So like yeah. if like all the usual suspects aren't streaming, everyone might go like hell, even like Top Dog might be like, oh, I'm not streaming right now, but let's go watch Jake. And that might be enough to like drive more traffic your way. It's yep. just cra- it's crazy because like that's the whole that's like it in life in general is like building that community aspect of it and like with within a niche. It's just that's something that I got into over the pandemic with Iron Harvest, like being a part of a small community and learning like how niche communities work and like learning like the mm-hmm. not the political side of it, but like you you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's fun. Josh. It's fun. Josh, what are, <laughs> Josh, what have you been up to? You're quiet. Oh uh <clears throat> I've been working, but I, I so I don't remember if it was last week or the week before. 
somebody was talking about Legacy of Goku. Mm-hmm. 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 So, okay, that was you. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to add that on my, you know, I'm going to add the first three to my uh, retro arc. Well, I found out, and I don't know how I didn't know this already, but I found out retro arc has uh, an organization outside of it. Like it's a community that builds achievements for older games, and it actually ties in. It's like when you're playing the game, you unlock achievements. So I actually went through and played Legacy of Goku 2 all the way through, and I 100%ed it. Did you play the first one? I have to go back and play the first one. Okay. I was doing it as a test run, and then I ended up getting sucked into it. Okay, because the first one is the first one's rough in some parts. Yes, uh, I know. Let's see. So, I don't think this. Oh. This I think after I think it's when you get to uh, Namek. I think that's when it got harder, right? Well, and oh. there's no like there's a lot of like quality of life stuff that they did for two that made it oh, yeah. so much better. Like one, the you're very mechanic. Sl- one, you're very slow. Yeah. Um, I think there's some things that take like energy that shouldn't be taking energy, especially since you're fucking Goku. <laughs> yep. So. I have to go back and play it still. I know it's going to be rougher, but I also know it's also a shorter game compared to two, and especially compared to three. Yeah, one was one was definitely a um, a, a test run. But it's still a good game, though. Like, you got to give it credit where credit's due. Did the, and two, did they do the Garlic Jr. saga, or did they just skip no, right to? They, they skipped right to, but they introduced, like, the the animals you fight and everything are affected by the uh, the Black Mist. That's, oh, okay. I so, do. Yeah. Oh, man. I really hate that people skip over that Garlic Jr. saga. I really do. I feel so like good. I feel like it's one of those. Uh, Dragon Ball Z has the same issue that Stranger Things has, where, but but Dragon Ball Z it's does it a lot base. better. Does it a lot better because Stranger Things is, oh we're fucked. Where's Eleven? And Dragon Ball Z is, oh we're gonna fight these guys off until Goku gets here. Well, no, so okay, I agree up to an extent, especially in uh, when they're on Namek. Mm-hmm. I mean, Krillin, Vegeta. And Gohan basically fought off a majority of the uh, Ginyu squad. The Ginyu and um, and uh, what was that, Zebus or whoever, whoever Debora the left and, hand. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, him. Yeah, the guy who turns into a frog. Yep. basically, or a giant frog. Yeah. So yeah, so like you have all these fights, and then at one point even Goku's in the uh, healing, and all of them are basically taking turns fighting uh, Frieza. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, yes, Goku at the end still has to come in and save the day, but it wasn't like. You know, they couldn't handle, like, they were, st- like, they literally got Frieza into his final form before they were like, oh, fuck, we're going to die. Well, and I think that's what I like so much about Garlic Jr. and Cell, is that Garlic Jr., there's no Goku. It's just them having to outsmart these guys and find a way to win. And then Cell, yes, there's Goku, but Goku Goku takes a hint and steps aside and is like, nah, I'm going to let these guys do this. <laughs> yeah, you guys rely on me too much, so. Uh, that yeah. meme, you see that meme where, like. <laughs> He sees Gohan like getting his ass beat. He's, he's like looking up, smile. <laughs> but look at that one. <laughs> that's why I like those two the best, and it's it's always a shame that they skip over Garlic Junior. What else are you doing, Josh? That's really been. And I've been just busy getting stuff done. I'm starting to, my next review. I actually it's due in a couple of days. It's uh, oh, point and adventure. <laughs> can you t- can you uh, talk about the game or is it on? Uh, I think I can talk about it. I don't remember actually. Don't want you breaking. Uh, don't want you breaking the NDA. You're gonna break your let, knees. Let me double check real quick. Hold on, we're gonna get there. Don't worry, guys. We'll, we'll keep talking. Let him check, Nick. Look at the meme <laughs> I put in. The oh, did you put a meme in? Let's see what it is. I do. I also have a review coming up, but I'll let Josh. Oh no. Oh, yep. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> uh, okay, the site's not loading. Is it loading for you, Nick? By chance? Uh, no, but so I I owe a review for. Uh, Midnight Fight Express, which going into it, I don't know. There's something wrong with me. I go into every game like ready to hate it. I'm like, oh, this is gonna suck. I'm gonna hate this. But Midnight Fight Express, um, basically, basically it's uh, Arkham Asylum with all the beat 'em up aspects of it. But okay. it's like it's like isometric, top down. You're pulling these crazy moves. You'll pick up a random gun and shoot somebody. And it's just violent, and it's so, it's so brisk. And it was only this was only one guy design, like only one guy was on this design team to make this, and it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I got to finish that review, but that's, ooh, that's the one I'm working on. Do you see it? Do you see what you're working on? Did I see what I was working on? Yeah. What did you find the game? Oh yeah, I found it. Yeah. So I can't talk about because it it's already out. Uh, like no other, the Legend of the Twin Books. Is that the uh, one with the old guy? Yes. It's like cartoony looking. 
Yes, it reminds me of the other game I did with the the twins. I can't remember the name of that one. Uh, twins as far as design. Twins, but just a, 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 a different. It kind of reminds me actually of um, if you ever played the uh, ninety parsecs or uh, what's the other one called the. So oh, sorry, sixty parsecs or sixty seconds. They're like. Uh, like story-based games where like you have 60 seconds to like gather material around your house uh, and get down to your bomb shelter before you know the world's nuked that and sounds really like, cool i've never heard of that yeah it's really good uh they have uh, on steam make it's called uh, 60 seconds reanimized and 60 sec 60 parsecs which is a sequel but it's in space okay uh really fun games but this one is just a point and click and it looks like it's, it looks like an interesting story i haven't actually gotten a chance to grab it and play it yet i need to actually do that here so there's, there's a lot of point and clicks coming through the website right now <laughs> yes and i wonder if there was a big uh or there was like a, a event that hosted all these or something no you know what it was norco and citizen sleeper came out and everyone else was like oh we need to put our oh, point and click adventures out i can yes. do that I can do that. I can do this real quick. Let me grab these assets from Unity and throw a game together in like a week. I can fix that. I can fix that. Uh, so on my end, I've been playing Midnight Fight Express. That review's coming this week. Um, it's a lot of fun. If you're into the Batman, Spider-Man, beat-em-up styles, I think that's something people would enjoy. There's different tech trees to build up different abilities. It's got a cheesy 80s action story, but it's, it's not voice acted, so everything you have to read and it kind of breaks up the action. I'm just I just skip all that shit. There's like a little drone that leads you. You're a guy who doesn't rem you don't know who you are, but you apparently ran with this gang that you're beating up and you're getting revenge on them for I think it's a dead kid. And I like I said I skip all the story stuff. I'm just there to beat people up. Like one mission is like you walk into a bathroom and there's just a bunch of guys waiting for you and you have to beat them all up. And then you exit the bathroom, that's the end of the level. There's like 40 levels. You get a grade after every level. Okay. A lot of replayability. It's only 20 bucks. I'm having a lot of fun. More in the review. And then what else did I do? I broke, I broke Boyfriend Dungeon. How so did you break Boyfriend Dungeon? I broke dungeon? Boyfriend Dungeon. So I had, um, I had it on Xbox, and it got taken off. So I was like, all right, I'll buy it on Steam, whatever. Bought it. Been playing through it. Got back to where I was. And so the thing I did is I got... I picked my favorite weapon, and I romanced them all the way. Because I am... I'm just a I'll gentleman. That's what I do. And once you romance a weapon all the way, I believe I believe this is the case with every weapon. Let me someone let me know if I'm wrong. You get this stone that doubles the love experience with all the other weapons. So then I took another weapon, went into the dungeon, went a few floors. We had had such a good run that I had leveled them up like four or five times. <coughs> and every time you level up, that sets up a new date. And then so... I don't need to deal with him to the dungeon anymore. Like I get random text from him when we're going to go on our next date. And then the story, uh, the texts are all just very lopsided. Like, <coughs> excuse me, I'll, I'll go to do something. And then like text will come through that should have already came through. Excuse me. Yeah. And, um, I think I broke the game just because everything was so fluid before with the text. And now everything's like coming in choppy. And the text was always my least favorite part of the game. I'd rather just have, like, the in-person conversations. Yeah, I still didn't like the creepy texts that they were sending you, some of them. That guy, yeah, that guy was creepy. He finally admitted to stalking me, which I knew he was doing. I knew he was stalking me. Like, I saw him outside a window on another date, and I was like, that dude's stalking me. I can just feel it. And uh, he, sent, he actually, so he, he makes weapons. But he tried to make a weapon that was also a person, and it looks like a freaking zombie or something. It's scary. Um, but yeah, I'm still having a good time with Dungeon Boyfriend, even Boyfriend Dungeon, even <laughs> even though I broke the game. Otherwise, that's really all I've been playing this week. All right, so we're doing 2012 Q2 today. We've also got a speed cap that Josh is. It's it's uh, it's Azura's wrath. Azura Azura's wrath, right? Azura's wrath. Azura's wrath. Something like that. Yeah. So Josh will be know, taking. Josh will be taking on Jake and that later on. But first, we're going to do 2012 Q2. What do you guys say we get into it? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Q2. All right. First yeah. up, April 13th. One of my favorites. This is Fez. 
Uh, you know what? If you had asked me like years ago, I would have said I thought this was a, um, I thought this was like an Xbox uh, Summer of Arcade title. I would have been honestly. Wrong. I would have agreed with you. I would have agreed with yeah. you because it definitely had that vibe of it. Felt I felt like it was pretty close to summer and it was a really good game. So for those who don't know, Fez is a 2D platformer, but it has that you can rotate. You can rotate the uh, the platforms, so it's kind of cube like. It's from uh, it's, it's Phil Fish, right? Phil Fish was the guy who did this. Yes. I believe, yes. I believe yes. it was a, yeah. almost a one man army. Uh, if you look up Phil Fish, he's kind of a character, kind of an asshole. Um, it's a fun game. Uh, it has it's one of those notebook games. If you don't know what I mean by notebook games, uh, it has all this weird shit where like there's a made up language in the game, and you kind of need a notebook to like write down the different shit so you can kind of track the letters, um, different puzzles, different mysteries around it, and you're just running around collecting these little cubes from this world that broke up. Uh, a lot of fun. Soundtrack is banging, which I believe you guys remember the movie It Follows. Yes. Yep. I believe the same guy did the soundtrack for this. Very synth-heavy, very uh, mysterious. Rich Freeland? Maybe. I, be- I believe that to be the case. If, if it wasn't the same guy, then they were influenced by Fez. I remember reading something after watching It Follows and them mentioning Fez directly. But this was, this, So this game was also featured on Indie Game the Movie. So Indie Game the Movie had followed the developers of... Um, shit, what's the Braid of Braid? And then they did uh, Super Meat Boy, and then they followed this. So they followed a game that had released Braid, they followed a game that was getting ready to release uh, Super Meat Boy, and they were following a game that was kind of like in development hell, in a way. And this this was a game that was having issues. There were some bugs. Uh, I would say they were game-breaking, if I'm remembering correctly. There's that. If, if you're watching the video, there's that language you'd have to learn. Jake's taking notes right now. I can see it. This is one I this is one I 100%ed eventually. And Nick, you are correct. It is the same guy who uh, produced the soundtrack for It Follows. I knew it. I knew it. it's so good. It's so good. If you haven't seen, play Fez and then watch It Follows right after, and you are in for a treat. Yeah, he, he even sa- even says it was his uh, um, sophomore uh, album or soundtrack. Oh, that's so they're both so good, and. He does such a good job of evoking fear and mystery in both of them because it follows, kind of has, shares some vibes that Fez has. Uh, it's just a fun game. I, I'm talking a lot. I feel like I want to give you guys the, the floor as well to talk about Fez. I mean, you really hit the note. I mean, it's on its own, it's a good game, but compared to, you know, majority of especially AAA titles, you basically hit the nail on the head. Like, it, it has its moments where it sticks out. It has a great soundtrack. I mean, just, just the idea of being able to rotate uh, every area like it's a cube. That was I, Honestly, when, when do you see that? Has and, anyone and else done that? I don't think anyone else has done that since. No. It's just it's, cra- it, it's crazy that that didn't become a thing. And if I remember correctly, there was a... Um, there was, a, like, a secret um, Easter egg... We had to do like a certain combination, wasn't there? I think the game still has some. I, I think all of the game's secrets haven't been unlocked because every once in a while people will talk about the black monolith mm-hmm. and nobody knows what it does. And people are still playing around with it. I think th- there's probably a community out there still working out what exactly you're supposed to do. And yeah. yeah, they play with some of the like this glitch ethos that you're seeing right now. Like he broke that cube and it restarted the game. Um, yeah, and it's great. There was supposed to be a sequel, and it got canceled uh, because the guy doing it has a big ass head and just canceled it. I, I want to read more into that. I'm being I'm I'm being flip right now about it, but oh, that's cool. I didn't realize the the developer's logo is on that drum set. But it was a fun game. I have it re-downloaded on Steam. It's one I keep meaning to get back to and do another playthrough. Just haven't found time. I I, I put this up there with I put this up there with Braid, Castle Crashers. Uh, Limbo mm-hmm. and um, what's that other super? What's that super giant game that we talked about the other day? The uh, uh, the one with the uh, d- 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 the one with the narrator. Oh, um, Bastion. Bastion. I put I, this is up there with those as like the the pillars of like Xbox Arcade. 
Yeah, like I said, and it's and it's easily uh, mistaken to be one because it's just that good, in my opinion. Oh yeah, as as a summer of arcade. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I've like if you ask me a few weeks from now, be like, hey, what was your favorite summer of arcade? My dumb ass would still probably say Fez. Uh, Anything else on Fez, gentlemen? No, that's Mm, good. Not that much. All right, moving on to April twenty fifth. Now this is a weird one. So this is the Walking Dead episode one, a new day. So you're like, oh, are you guys gonna bring up every episode? Are you guys gonna bring up every episode of season one? No, we're just gonna do this one. This was the, this was the, oh, not Dead Space, Ooh. sorry. This was the Telltale game um, that did gangbusters for them. This is the Telltale game that led to them doing all the IP that you know, love, and hate. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Uh, but this basically the simplest version of this. It's a point-and-click adventure. Uh, there's a little more action in it than most point-and-click adventures because there's some shooting, there is some running from zombies. Basically, you just you were on a prison bus that crashed during the uh, zombie apocalypse starting out in Georgia. You play Lee, who is probably, I want to say, one of the greatest characters in The Walking Dead in general. Uh, I, I'm not a big Rick Grimes guy. I'm not a big fan of the guy with the crossbow that everybody likes that has his own motorcycle show. Daryl. 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 I'm not a big Daryl fan. Uh, but Lee, like, so this, Lee basically finds this little girl and is, like, in charge of her because her parents are obviously dead. Spoiler alert, they got eaten by zombies. And it's basically him just teaching this little girl how to survive. And it's funny because, you know, a year later, <laughs> a year later, uh, The Last of Us comes out. So you, <laughs> you start right. to, So it's like, oh, yeah, this was like The Last of Us before The Last of Us. Yeah, I, I okay. So I've only played the first season. So I played the first five episodes. It was fine. They're it's fine. just not my cup. It's not my cup of tea. And even then, it's almost redundant. It's because uh, at this point, this is what season three or four. I think at the time for the show, two thousand two thousand uh, season uh, two or three. Yeah, because first yeah, season okay. was two thousand ten, but it was a sort shorter season. Right. So like. At this point, people are starting to, like, it's, like, starting to climax, but also heading down. Like, it's at the peak, almost. Like, it's it's good still. I'd, I'd say The Walking Dead didn't really peak until Glenn with the dumpster stuff, and that was around season five or six. Okay. I, I, I'd say, I'd say people, because season one, it was just, it was a test run. It was six episodes. It wasn't really much going on. And then season two, season two was the, was the farm stuff, which people liked. Yep. But it was it was okay, and then season three was the governor, which was like the first major baddie everyone looked oh, forward right. to. Mm-hmm. So but, maybe okay. So I'm thinking it's the season where they introduce uh, what's his name with the bat, Negan, five or Negan. six. Well, see, yeah. the thing they did with the governor is the what the Walking Dead has done that I don't know if I agree with is they have the baddies last more than a season. So the governor, like, and on in a normal season of TV, the governor's stuff would have been done by the end of season three. But they decided to pal that along into season four. And then I think he was gone by the halfway of season four. Yeah, because he ended up, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it and want to see it. He, uh, he's the one who leads the charge onto the, the prison, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gets, yep. at the end of season three, I think he gets uh, excommunicated from his community. And he joins another community and he turns them into a militia. And just basically yes. rolls in in a tank and is like, hey, we're here for the prison. And then they, he chops Herschel's head off. And then, the, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's season four. like season four w- went into some places, and I yeah I don't think people really got tired of The Walking Dead until about five or six right around yeah right around the time Negan came because people were excited for Negan and then it feels like the Negan stuff just kind of petered out. Yeah, it kept on going. It was like it, it went from like season f- like five to season eight or whatever, and oh. Well, in my yeah. so the two the two things, and I know we've gotten away from the game, but who cares? Like you're gonna play this game or you're not. The, the, I compare The Walking Dead to The Boys and Dexter. What the boys what the boys and Dexter both do really good is they set up the season's baddie real early, and they they might some stuff might drag. It happens. Dexter was very guilty of this, especially season five and six. They set up the baddie, but at least the baddie is wrapped up for the most part by the end of the season. Now there might be there might be some strings uh, left over. So like Trinity, Trinity had like a long tail when it came to that show. Trinity was still coming up by the end by the new season they had done, 
But like Trinity had that loose end with his son in Oklahoma or wherever it was who had accidentally killed somebody else. But at least that that villain was dead. Like there may have been issues later on, but that villain was dead. The boys, uh, spoiler for the boys, season two, uh, what's her name? Stormfront, basically defeated by the end of season two. She was still yeah. there in season three, but it was just little crumbs of her were there. It wasn't like she was this big issue. So speaking of Negan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is actually going to the boys in I season saw that. four. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> he was so good. That'll be all. He's he's really good. He was also in Shameless right around the same time he got into Walking Dead, and he was really good in Shameless also. There's been he's been playing a lot of parts, even parts before I even knew who he was, because I didn't really know who he was before Negan. But if you like watch like old movies or shows, you see him, and I was like, oh shit, I didn't recognize. He's one of those was, role. He's one of those guys that when you go back and look at stuff, you're like, oh wow, you were in this, and then you see him, or like you're watching something old that you used to love, and you see him, and you're like, oh my god, you were in this? What? Yeah, back. Oh, to that's the, how I. Sorry, oh, go sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna Move say on. back to the game real quick. Uh, spoiler alert: This game won Game of the Year at the Game Awards this year. Yeah, it did. Which baffles me because there are a few titles today that we're gonna talk about today that I'm like, really not that, not that, not that. This, this is fine. It's really good character work, but it just by the end I of really, it, you're just like, Ugh. I really think the only reason why it won Game of the Year is because The Walking Dead was like up. It was like one of the most watched shows at the time. They did it for the SEO. Yeah. <laughs> they did it for Honestly, the search engine optimization. So, Telltale, if you guys didn't know this, before this, obviously, like, no one really knew who Telltale was. They were doing, like, Sam and Max games, a couple of them. They did, oh. uh, um... They had Back to the Future. Back to the Future. They did one other, I can't remember, one more IP on there. But, like, they weren't big enough to be, like, this huge company that they, at, later on, because of The Walking Dead became. Well, yeah, the, after The Walking Dead, they got Game of Thrones. They got... Guardians of the Galaxy, there are uh, Borderlands, Batman. Borderlands, Batman. Batman, but they flew too close to the sun. They took all this on, and then they ended up womp womp. Yeah, they're back now, but like not to the extent that they were. No, I'd say this is what lifted their careers like way up there. And then they just like you said, they got too close to the sun. Icarus well, time. And I think this game suffers the same way the show suffers. Is the, it's the cycle. It's oh, we found a safe place. Oh, it's not safe anymore. Hey, we found a safe. Oh, it's not safe anymore. We found us. Sa- it's not safe anymore. <laughs> you know how you fix that? Tell me. Um, free, free running advice for anybody out there. You fix that. You make the one place so secure that you're like, you know what? We're going to start branching out and securing these other places. And all those places start having issues. That's how you fix that. You sound, It sounds like you just played a Walking Dead game that you saw an advertisement for. That's not actually the gameplay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything yeah, else in the Walking Dead? <laughs> Damn it, no. But while we're transitioning to the next one, Jake, you, you saying that made, reminds me of all the videos now, the ads of all the like, hey, do you know all those other game ads that, you know, show you gameplay that's not actually the part of the game? Well, this game, what you're seeing right now is actually it. And it's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Not at no, all. No, it's not. There's someone on Twitch who plays those ad games, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. There is. It's, it's, a, it's a fun, good time, I'm sure. May there 5th... Was... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, there was... Uh... A video because you know how like you have like those cheesy ads of someone like pretending they're playing the game whatever mm-hmm. well there was a video of like someone like watching that and like yeah i just did this i know exactly it's not the gameplay at all i just get paid for it. i don't get shit <laughs> <laughs> moving on may 15th diablo 3 back when blizzard was still a babe in our eyes you know what i mean yeah oh man the how the mighty yeah. have fallen it's cr- it's crazy to me the uh blizzard 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 like from the year from their inception all the way up until like what 2015 when did when did overwatch come out 2016 no i was 2015 2015 whatever it was like they were (laughs) like in everyone's eye they could do no wrong and then but meanwhile you had all this shady shit going on in the background for those who don't know what diablo 3 is it's a dungeon crawler uh, Diablo 2 was a very big hit for them back in 2000, so of course 3 was going to happen. This one's a little more button mashy than the other ones that were more turn-based. Uh, this one also had, came with an auction house at the start that broke the economy, and people yep. were actually making real money off of it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Didn't they have to shut down the server for a couple of weeks to figure it out? Uh, I, don't, I think they shut down the auction house. I think the game, you could still play it, but you couldn't sell anything. Okay. Yeah. But it's funny because now you look at NFTs and you look at all that stuff and you're like, mm, 
Did this was this the thing that people looked at and were like, we can make some money off this. So at the start of this game, like everyone kind of was just like, uh, Diablo Two was so much better and all that stuff. And the game slowly got better, especially when the DLC came out, uh, Reaper Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it made it better that way too. Um, but it's still Diablo Two is still a favorite. I mean, they made a a, a remastered version of Diablo Two recently. Well, and the fact that we're now that four is right around the corner and people like have their rose tinted glasses talking about th- it's crazy because the inter- the internet the fucking internet something comes out oh I hate it I hate it so much this is so bad I don't like it and then like the next thing gets ready to come out and they're like oh the last thing was actually really good I don't think I'm gonna like this new thing well, so I I really think it's because. At the time you're playing it, you're thinking it's so stupid, like the last one was better. Because it's like it's every single game out there. People did it to Modern Warfare 2. People did it to uh, Battlefield 4. People did it to, uh, I mean, oh, look at Overwatch 2, for example, even. With it being the beta, people were bitching how terrible it is. I even said it was terrible because, I mean, look, comparing it to 1, 1 looks and plays so much better than 2 does. Some people said it was the same game. Some people say exactly. At the moment, if you think, if you really do think about it, I think over time, people start to really appreciate what it really was or is. Yeah, and people are just people are just you. You're never going to please everybody, and people are going to be coming in from different directions. Like, so the people who hated it might disappear off the face of the earth, and then like the so then the people who love it become like the loud, the like the loud group, and they're like, ah, like. How could you butcher my boy? I love Diablo three. Diablo four looks like shit. Like, and they're oh, just all, and they're just casual players. Like they don't. You know. Well, and then I, I've learned so much from being part of a Discord for a game, and just seeing like a random person pop in. Game sucks or game dead, and you're like, get this motherfucker out of here, dude. I can't <laughs> stand like I can't stand those people like in like big discords that like randomly will just say one thing that's just obnoxious and you're like okay this, this guy's trolling he's trying to get a reaction out of somebody well it's funny because i think most game communities i think most of them a good majority of them would probably be like be over more on the good nicer side of people it's just like when you have a couple asshats come out of the woodworks and like start stir up shit it makes everyone else look like a dumbass just yeah. my just my two cents no, Iron Harvest has had a few bad eggs pop into its Discord, including one that posted a bunch of porn under the stream channel. That's <laughs> oh, we That's reported funny. that shit real quick because it was so it was it was someone posted a video I had streamed like the night before, so my head was right there, and then under me was just somebody getting railed. <laughs> it's like ah, <laughs> by, by chance was it okay? So I keep seeing this meme pop around. It's. It's obviously from a porno, but it's, damn it. it's one girl sitting there playing it, like playing a video game, and you can only see the head of the other girl, and she's like, and she, she got, she's getting really because you see her legs up and shit. It wasn't that one. No, it wasn't even a me- like it was actual videos. Oh, it's actual videos. Actual videos, actual board. gifts, and it's like, where did you get these gifts? What now, did doing? they did they finish? I think they did. No, I, I hopped into like the I hopped into like the VIP section of the chat and I was like, hey, um, there's porn in uh, in uh, our streaming or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, we'll get that, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll scrub it. <laughs> and then they, they definitely made a copy. And then they probably watched it for a few minutes and then scrubbed it. <laughs> like, oh, oh tasteful. I'm saving this for later. <laughs> yeah, they definitely made a copy of it. It's sitting in someone's hard drive right now. I need the source for this. But Diablo three, it's a lot of fun. You can play with your friends. Get in it before four comes out. I wouldn't even R. check P. out the two remake. R.I.P. PvP combat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's see. Coming up next, May fifth. Hey, same day, May fifteenth. Max Payne three. Fun fact about Max Payne three for me is that it was the first PS three game that I beat. This was the summer I traded my three sixty for PS three. This game was fun. So this was the first Max Payne not from Remedy. Rockstar did so this one Rockstar, on their own. Yep. yep. For those who don't know, it's a third-person shooter uh, with bullet 
bullet time, so like you can do slow motion. This one has nothing to do with uh, Max's family or Max's love life. This is Max working as a security guard for a rich family. Uh, two of the young siblings get kidnapped. Hey, this is another Deluxe 345 video. Good to see him still going. Um, the last one was too, by the way. It was? Oh, nice. Yeah. I love, I love mm -hmm. his work. He does a lot. Of, he does a lot of these. He doesn't talk, and it's good quality. So well, thanks people, to because people are tired of uh, commentary creators. We said huh. on a we say on a podcast. This one was this game was a lot of fun. So Max like goes through hell to save this family, and I'm gonna spoil it because it's a ten year old game at this point. But he finds out it's all for nothing. Like the kidnapping was set up by the kids, and it's just gone wrong. It's basically Fargo. It's Fargo, but you're in Mexico. It's just a prank, bro. <laughs> it's a prank. They were just going to give us money. And there's actually a really cool scene at the end of the game. You're going through an airport. I believe it's to save one of the last siblings that's not dead. And the music from the from the commercial and the trailer starts playing as you're running through the airport, gunning guys down. It's just a, it's a good turn your game off. I mean, this, you've seen how many times. Look, he's just, I'm going to throw myself back and shoot. And you got to fall. And that's the end of the podcast. So then, yeah, so, yeah, so this was, yeah, like I said before, this was not Remedy, because uh, Rockstar retained the rights to Max Payne, and this was the last Max Payne game. Um, I think Remedy might mention Max Payne in their, um, in their control universe that they're building, but otherwise, yeah, it's still in-house in at Rockstar right now, and they're doing nothing with it. Have you guys seen the Mark Wahlberg Max Payne? Yes. Uh it's, I, I might have caught like a bit of it when it was on an HBO channel a few years ago. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's not good. It's it's weird, but I think what the weird part is when they brought in Mila Kunis. I was gonna say, wasn't Mila, Mila Kunis in that as well? Yeah, she is the the love interest in that one. That's, see, that's, I don't I don't I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> I don't know if I believe her as Mona Sachs. The only thing I don't understand with the. The whole uh, movie was the whole angels aspect. Uh, yeah, the Valkyrie. Stuff. The Valkyrie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they call that the drug, the Valkyrie or whatever. And it, basically, when you see it, you see Valkyries, and that's like, I guess that's when the slow motion part can't, comes in because he uses the Valkyrie to go slow motion. Like, yeah, that's the power of the Valkyrie. Yeah, because doesn't he end up like taking uh, a vial of it uh, before he goes? It's the police station or the the I can't remember which building it is, but he takes it before he goes in, and it's just pretty much like. Slow mo back and forth. Yeah, I think the best part was like in that <laughs> that movie is when he's in the bathroom and the guys like you, you a cop. <laughs> Mark yeah, Wahlberg has the one tone yeah. in his voice, like, "Do I look like a cop?" Maybe. Can does you guess how many movies? Can you guess how many movies he played as a cop? Uh, that sounds like a good quiz question. Neither I would, can I. Let's move on. I would guess like three or four. <laughs> oh, there's no, gonna be I think it's more than that. that. Yeah, I, think it's I would say like that. 15 or 20 almost. I, I would I would have to... Because is he, is he a cop and shooter? Uh, Ex-military. Uh, I don't know. Shoot, well, you he's know not a cop. Shooter will go down as the movie that I've seen like the last 10 minutes of more than anything. Because it's always on like a channel before like a big show comes on. It's like, oh, the last yeah. 10 minutes of Shooter. Uh, I guess I'll watch this you again. watch TV... Uh, I did for Better Call Saul a few weeks ago, and guess what? Shooter was on before that. <laughs> of course Jeez. it was. Uh, this was a fun game. I think um, I think you can still get it on Steam. I would anyone who loves third-person shooters, I think this is a, a great one. I'm I'm, I'm sad you guys have nothing to say about Max Payne Three. Uh, I never played it. I kind of got over that kind of. No, I mean Nick, you just said it all once again with Fez. Like you basically hit the nail. Like they're like. If I remember correctly, there was multiplayer, but there was nothing to talk about multiplayer as a standard shooter. This is when right? everyone thought they had to have multiplayer. Yeah. Like, this was this was around the time that everyone was like, we might have to get rid of single player and just all focus on multiplayer. And then everyone started doing focusing on both, and it was shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. correctly, you had those moments where games had no uh, single player. So, like, Black Ops... Three or four had no single player. I think that yeah, was like 2013, 2014. Yeah, it's, it's a few yeah. years, yeah. But I mean, with even with this, like with their DLC, I mean, I think if I remember correctly, almost every single one of them was pushed back, like like six months or something, weren't they? Mm, maybe. Well, we were. This was still a time where like multiplayer was shipping with the game. Like we weren't. Right. Not like now, where like a game will come out and they're like, yeah, Forge is gonna be next. Two years year. down the road. <laughs> Forge and 
online it, multiplayer for the campaign so, year from now. So I was all game for games coming out as betas, just for like testing purposes. But now it's gotten to the play where people are like, yeah, we're gonna release the single player. Co-op's not available for two years down the road. Multiplayer, we'll get a new DLC for five years. This could be a twenty-year game. Like this is well, the plan. If everything's they a use... beta, nothing's a beta. Yeah, nowadays everything's gonna be a beta, and then they have us players, us consumers, be the lab rats and tell you what's wrong with it. Early... Oh, our game shitty. We'll tell us about it. Early access can work if you do it right, like Hades did, and it cannot work like other, like the numerous other companies that are trying to utilize it. We've got yeah. one more game here. June 26th, an all-timer, Spec Ops The Line. Uh, this was from, what was, what was the studio behind this one, Josh? Uh, Jaeger Development. This is a, this is a great game. <laughs> I remember this was like, this might have been the last game I rented from a Blockbuster, speaking of Blockbuster earlier. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> R.I.P. Blockbuster. R.I.P. Blockbuster. So the, I think this goes up there with Bioshock is like one of the best, spoiler alert, one of the best twists in a game. And yeah. the, so I had read Heart of Darkness, which is the book that the, the, this is loosely based on, like theme-wise, and then played this. And so my mind was doubly blown when I got to the twist. It's okay. So all in all, I think it's a fantastic game. Like, am I saying like it's my favorite game to play of all time? Like, I'm gonna go back every two months to play it. No, but is it definitely a game that it will forever stick in my head? Yes, it is such a good game. Like you said, the twist ending definitely like blows your like blows your mind because it's so it's fantastically done. The the game plays okay. So for those who don't know, this is a third person shooter, uh, squad based. It kind of it kind of feels like it would be a Tom Clancy game if it wasn't if it was at like Ubisoft. It feels like they would have slapped Tom Clancy's name on this. Yeah, for sure. Um, yep. I remember the shooting's okay. The squad part is. I think the squad part was a real standout for this, if I'm remembering correctly. Like the squad, you could actually have them do things pretty handedly, and it wasn't like you weren't like running into them doing shit that you they weren't supposed to be doing. No, they definitely took like notes with like Gears of War, for example. Like Gears of War did a fantastic job with their stuff when you could tell them to do things. Where this just like, hey, we're gonna follow that because obviously it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not it's not any like dumb AI stuff or whatever. Yeah. And so this is set in the desert of Dubai. Uh, it's, it's, if you're watching the video, it's fucking, it's a war zone. It's a war zone. And you're sent in there to, I believe it's to rescue a commander or to uh, back up know, a commander. No, I think not to rescue him, but like basically like he's gone rogue. Oh, okay. So he's already gone rogue and you're sent to yeah, save so him. Yeah. So you're, you're sent to like either like or basically him. capture him or stop him. Um, and the whole time, like, like or this is the beginning, you're walking through, you're seeing, like, remnants of, like, what survived the huge storm afterwards. And, like, you have, like, all these refugees who are, like, basically, like, get the fuck out of here. You cause enough problems. And they're like, no, we want to see our commander. Well, because you go through a lot of the game thinking, like, all the atrocities that you're seeing are from the enemy. Right. You find out, really, it was... Um, it was the guy that you're going Conrad. for. <laughs> Conrad. You're like, you're like, oh, shit, it's this guy. And that was, that was a big thing in Heart of Darkness. Like, they're... In Heart of Darkness, there's this guy on this boat, and they're going, I believe they're going to find this military base. I, it's been years. It's probably been 10-plus years since I read it. But, like, the whole time, they're, like, speaking this guy up like he's this great, big, awesome guy. And then they get to where he is, and, like, there's all these atrocities. There's people in chains. It's just awful. And so I think this is, this is definitely. And then there's the white phosphorus scene in this game. The, so I remember good. that, like that part stuck with me. That part was tough. I think there's, and people people don't put kids in games, but I think I remember there being a kid in that scene. There, there's a couple. There's like, well, you see like the third yeah, image of it. Yeah, but you see you see families and yeah, you see all the families and the the women and the children. Um, I mean, yeah, it's really really dark, but I mean, it's well done. They didn't put yeah, they didn't. I mean, there's a reason there aren't kids in the village in Resident Evil Four. <laughs> Because they're like, yeah, you know what? People don't want this. But this this is a game that questions questions um, autonomy and just player autonomy. It's like, hey, like, yeah, this all sucks, but you did it. You shot all these people. It's kind it's kind of like it's kind of like Bioshock with the would you kindly, like, did you do it because you wanted to, or did you do it because someone like doesn't doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you fucking did all this. <laughs> Right, because it even it actually, if I remember correctly, in the cutscene before the white phosphorus, you have to give the command to set it off, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's because you think there's like large numbers of enemies on the other side of the door. 
Right, you can't tell. You can't distinguish like who's who because it's like all not dark, but it's ambiguously like laid out to like you they're all enemies. Like they're ready to fight you. Damn it, am I about am I about to replace Spec Ops the line? You are. And plus let's not forget the two endings and my favorite being spoiler alert, Walker sitting there when they're like surrender and he's like fuck that and he just starts unloading on him. Jesus. I, I it might be time for replay on this. There better be a damn soundbite in this audio that says, "Gentlemen, welcome to Dubai." Gentlemen, welcome to Dubai. That the title has to be Jakey Boy. Welcome to Dubai. Jake, welcome to Dubai. I'll see if I can find it, Jake. But that's it's easy. You're asking, it's you're easy. asking a lot of the. You're asking a lot of an already stressed out podcast. All you do is go to YouTube, convert it to MP4 easy you send me the so, audio file and i'll do it so mm-hmm. fun fact with this one i don't get paid Jaeger, the company who made spec ops mm-hmm. it also made uh that new uh shooter the cycle frontier i don't think i've seen that one it's on steam it's a free game uh basically it's kind of like uh escape from tarkov to an extent I thought you were gonna tell me that they also made Boyfriend Dungeon. I'm like, wow, they're so versatile. <laughs> Fun guys that made <laughs> from the team that brought you Spec Ops: The Line. Date these weapons, <laughs> gentlemen. Welcome to my asshole. Welcome to Dubai. All right, uh, who's ready for some news? Let's do it. Do it. Read all about it. Latest football card. Morning paper. Morning star. Paper mister? It's time for old news. All right, short week here. Let's see what Josh has up on the board. All right, May 2nd through the 5th, Korean Esports Association on Gamut. On, on Gamut? Manet? Blizzard Entertainment and GOM TV announced the introduction of StarCraft II Wings of Liberty to professional competitions in South Korea with StarCraft Brood War being completely phased out. And I'm sure the Brood War people loved that. They sound like a great bunch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were pissed. But yeah, (laughs) no, just we're starting to see, like, obviously esports were, I mean, not well received as they are now. Like, obviously, when people started seeing people playing games professionally and making money, money? you had all these, yeah, you know, all these assholes were like, "That's not a sport." And it's like, really? How? I mean, it, to an extent, it kind of is. It takes a lot of dedication, practice, and understanding. So I mean, we're starting to see this become an actual thing. Like, it's actually a like even now, like you go to these huge arenas where they're playing these games. Yeah, and what's cool nowadays is that, like, uh, a buddy of mine, he's a, a coach for an esports team for a university. Yeah, and, so like, not... now you see, you see him in high schools, too, now, so, yep. like, it, it's expanded. Andy school has it, and I'm like, dude, if I could be a coach there, like, that'd be awesome. I'll teach these kids how to play Rocket League and CSGO. And they make okay money, too. It's like, yeah. it's like right around the coaching money-wise. <laughs> Well, let's face it. It's it's a lot. It's probably a lot cheap. And I'm just saying because I don't know what it would cost. But in my head, it has to be cheaper to build a gaming PC, you know, five gaming PCs, than it is to give football pads to the whole entire team. But you also have to think of the travel. Travel yeah. travels like travels like one of the one of the highest costs when it comes to any team. Well, majority of uh, professional sports can be done over the web. Yeah, but not many people. There's, there's been <laughs> I don't, from I my know. experience. From my experience in tournaments, land tournaments are amazing, fun experience. You get so much free shit while you're there. You know, um, I, so I agree with all that. But what I'm getting at is like for schools, like for high school or middle school, if you're doing that stuff, who cares if it's done via web? Like, yeah, I agree with you. But at the same time, it's like if you are going to cost eliminate things, you can eliminate travel. Yeah, yeah, make them travel to like their their state or their, you know what I mean? Well, I, I think well, the web-based tourneys are really good, especially if you're doing like exhibitions and yeah. just like preseason stuff. But yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of the pros, a lot of the I guess you would call the college, high school, middle school level amateur, they're going they're going to want the land because I mean, there's going to so be like, issues same with field. Yeah, same yeah, playing right. field. You want to level, level that one team. player one player is going to have a better system online maybe better internet than you do so if you're at a land tournament everyone's on the same playing field 
Well, like I said, it's it's just a workaround, but I'm not saying that's like the answer. Yeah, and you yeah. don't want to find you don't want to find out your school has the shittiest internet playing <laughs> wait somebody in Brood War. <laughs> and, wait, and a like, wait a minute, we only have 400 megabits and they have five. What the fuck? And like, yeah, there's gonna be more online tournaments than LAN tournaments, but LAN is always gonna be a better experience. God damn it, George Washington Middle, up the internet, <laughs> up the internet speeds, damn it. When it it's fuck? crazy. They're, rock, they're rocking 2070s? What the fuck? It's crazy Coach. to think that everyone is like, <laughs> I mean, South Korea was the, like, the freaking starting point for everything. Like, uh, at least from the, at least from the, uh, uh, what is it, the RTS standpoint. I don't know, did MOBAs pick up there first and then? Get big over here. Uh, okay, so... Oh, here here he comes. Here, here come the here history go, books. So depending on your game, you're going to have a powerhouse country. You're going to have a powerhouse like area. So, for example, RTS, uh, MOBAs, like League of Legends, so you're not going to find pros here. I mean, you will, but they're not going to be like world world tournament. Like You'll no, have like, oh, this mean... guy that's best in... That's like even Counter-Strike. Yes, America wants to be great in Counter-Strike, but they're a laughing stock. I mean, we know like, all America about guns is, over here. <laughs> America is not the best at almost 90% of esports. And it's Good. it shows. Because, like, the only there's only been one team that's won a major in America uh, against other, um, other teams that are uh, on other countries. And that was Cloud9 back in, I think, 2018 or something like that. And they won because they had a really solid team, but their their main competition got taken out before. Mm-hmm. And since then, no one has won anything. There's a so reason Organism stays in Korea oh. and crime, climbs the Korean ladder at the end of players because he knows that's yeah, like, where the people are. <laughs> even even uh, League of Legends, no American team I think has gone out of groups in uh, world worlds. Would you say would you say America would you say America's best like genre would be like fighting games maybe? Yes, fighting okay. games probably the best they have. And then they have like other cuz there's random like one or two players in other countries that are really they stand out too. Mm-hmm. But America has been probably that's probably their best genre is fighting game tournaments. Should have an esports episode. Uh, and then ending up the news, E3 2012 at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Josh, any standouts for that one? That would this would this be the three the Xbox One PS4 announcement? Um, this is the no. This is not that one. So what was this? Probably this feels like it would have been a slower E3. It was. So this is where we we got footage for like Halo Four, Call of Duty Black Ops Two, Resident Evil Six. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had like, like uh, we had like Castlevania: Lords of Shadow two and Mirror of Fate. Uh, there was uh, Kingdom Hearts: Dream Drop Distance, The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, obviously, Spec Ops: The Line it was highly recommended at the time. Obviously, it was after, but they're still showing it. Like they're showing it off to be like, hey, this is coming at the end of the month. Yep, Borderlands hey. two, um, Epic Mickey. I remember uh, people were really hyped for that, and then it just kind of petered out. Mm-hmm. Crisis 3, Dead Space 3. Um, that's, I mean, from there, it's kind of like, oh, The Last of Us, Beyond Two Souls, God of War Ascension for the PS3. Uh, Planetside 2, remember how big that game was when it first came out? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, there's, like, there's a bunch in here, but really, really slow. Oh, my favorite, of course, I have to mention it, Metro Last Light. I was so pumped when I saw that. Get this Metro man out of here. Hey, Metro. Get him out of here. The books are fantastic. And other than the last game, which I still haven't played completely, I enjoy Metro. Metro's a great series to play if you haven't played it. It just, eh. It's, it feels like, it feel, I played the first one, and it feels like an early 2000s shooter. Oh, oh, everybody's favorite game. Aliens, Colonial Marines. Remember how shitty that game was? Hey, 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 hey. Lay well, no, that's more. That's the that's the one they I think they got sued over. Yeah, something was it something with the Unreal Engine? Were they playing around with an engine they weren't supposed to be playing with or something like that? Or still, uh, I don't know. Everyone's getting sued all the time. No, I think this is the one where uh, they are just like you. Basically, everything you promised was just a lie. Like this is false advertisement. Hey, there are no aliens in this alien game. <laughs> <laughs> Wait oh. a minute. All right. 
We've got, let's see, that was the news. Quick news week. Thanks for throwing that together, Josh. Uh, Josh, Josh had today's meme. Josh, what time is it? It's me time. Me time. <laughs> he cut out too. It's like PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Josh, spell this this meme out for us, please. Uh, Bros for life, until you disagree with me. So if you haven't played the first season, or even I think the second season of the Walking Dead Telltale games, uh, basically, if you don't side with Kenny ever, he fucking hates you. You have to agree with him on every single aspect of life, otherwise you are nothing to him. You're dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm, hey Lee, what's your fa- what's your favorite kind of jelly? Strawberry or grape? I like grape. Well, uh, Kenny, I like a strawberry. Dead to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure if you piss him off enough in the first season, when you spoiler try to save him, he just lets go. He's just like, "Fuck you! I don't want to be saved by you." Uh, oh yeah, because yeah, I mean, th- I think he falls from that uh, rooftop either way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, and I say this jokingly, I'm pretty sure he goes slow-mo as you try to reach him. He's just like this. <laughs> as he's falling down. <laughs> Kenny's like, oh, there's strawberry jelly on your hands. I can't hold. Ah! <laughs> but they, hey, spoiler Yay. alert. They bring him back for season two. I still hate you, Lee. Lee, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Good meme, Josh. Good meme. Thank you. So. We have a speed cap coming up. We are going to take a quick non-commercial break to get the, sh- get the shit set up. Josh is going to be taking on Jake with Azura's Wrath. Azura's Wrath. Azura's Wrath. Azura's. There it is. I knew I was close. So we're we going need to have, <laughs> we need gonna to have one of those, like, they're taking each other on. You have that side-by-side photo. It's like UFC. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. As I as I said before, we have a speed cap today. Josh versus Jake. J- Josh will be speed capping. Nice. Be speed capping Azura's <laughs> Wrath uh, from the PS3. We talked about it last week. Uh, gentlemen, what are the... Uh, so if Josh scores under 30, Jake, what is his? What, what does he have to do? He has to host next week's podcast. He basically has to take over your spot. Okay. And then, Josh, if you score over 30, what is Jake doing? Jake has to write a love letter to the Netflix Resident Evil series. The recently canceled Netflix Resident Evil series. The recently canceled, yes. Okay. We've heard the bad. I want to hear the good. Nice. So for those (laughs) joining us for the first time, Speed Cap is basically just a speed run of the synopsis of the story. Uh, The Speed Capper will run through. They have five minutes, touching on any point that they can. Uh, The person who created the quiz... Uh, we don't have a proper name for them yet, but we'll just call them the quizzer. Uh, basically quizzer. picked out 10, 10, ish, 10 things they want mentioned specifically. And uh, each of them is worth five points. You either get full credit or half credit. Uh, and Josh is trying to get above 30. And Jake's trying to hope that he doesn't get above 30. And we legally call, legally call them the quiz master. The quiz master. We'll look it up. I like the quiz master, though. That's, that's easier than quizzer because it hurts my tongue to say quizzer. All right, gentlemen, are we ready? Ready as we're going to be. All right, and for those, yeah. for those, if you're not driving, we do have a PDF that you can follow at home to see what Josh has to hit. That'll be in the show notes. We'll also have a completed version in there as well if you just want to skip ahead and see who won. All right, I'm going to hit start. When you see the clock hit five minutes, you go ahead and start, Josh. Is it appearing on the top? Yeah, it'll be at top screen. Okay. All right. All right, so we're going to take it to the very beginning. Uh, it takes place uh, in on a planet called Gaia. Um, basically, there are humans that live there, supernaturals, and I believe gods. So essentially, you are playing as one of the eight generals who is like a god. His name's Asura, or Asura, how do you want to pronounce it? Asura. Um, Asura, whatever, thank you. Anyway, so you're one of the guardians. Uh, you're basically so these godlike beings are kind of like uh, cyborg, superhuman type deals. Uh, anyway, so you're essentially there to fight off the um, the Go- Goma. I think is how you pronounce it. It's like G O H M A, along with the other seven generals. It's, so it's uh, your mentor Og- 
August. Then there's like Olga, Serga. There's like so many people. Deus is like one of the main ones. August is one of the other ones. Yasha is like your rival slash brother-in-law. Whatever. So essentially, you work for this emperor, uh, Strata, and you help protect the, the planet. So one day, Astra is meeting with his daughter and his wife and uh, somebody else. I can't remember her name. Uh, you're basically going to see the emperor. You go into the emperor's chambers. You find him dead. You're accused of regicide. You try to escape. You go back to uh, your wife and daughter. You find out they're basically kidnapped. Um, then once you find out where they're at, you go to them. The other generals hold like uh, Mithra hostage. Actually, I think they killed your wife. I think it's the kill. Um, and basically, uh, Deus, the guy who actually killed the emperor, says, okay, well, you're the one who killed him. We're going to kill you. Bye. And they kill you. Uh, Astra is then found in limbo. He then finds this golden mysterious spider who basically is like, hey, I'm going to help you remember who you are and basically brings you back to life. Uh, so you come back to the mortal world and you find out that 12,000 years have passed. Um, you find one of the other 12 generals who is just like, wait, what? And he kind of explains, he doesn't know why you're alive, but he explains that like you use the reason the emperor was killed is because they wanted the mantra. The mantra allows them to like basically become even more powerful by absorbing the souls of their believers. Uh, so you find out the world's now barren. Uh, there's barely any human tribes left. Um, the Goma basically have destroyed the planet, basically. And you've basically end up like killing the generals one by one. So you like you hunt them down, you kill one of them, they re-kill you, you come back to life, then you fight like your your um your mentor, you end up killing uh your brother slash uh rival. Um you go down the list, you keep killing people. There's actually a cool moment where uh, you find a girl who resembles your daughter, and two minutes remaining. He, he basically tries to protect her the whole time. He don't find like a whole armada. It gets really cool. We're gonna get down to the very end, uh, or not very end, but close to the end, where uh, the last of the Goma are attacking. Uh, you basically meet up with uh, maybe it is Yasha. I think Yasha, and you don't find him, but he ends up helping you. You fight Deus. Deus is like, well, now you're the only one who can protect us. Uh, whatever. So after Deus' death, there's extra DLC where um, the Golden Spider basically kills the, one of the last of their gods and reveals himself to be uh, some, like Chak Varatin or something like that. Basically the creator of the Lord of Creation. And basically was like, yeah, so I'm basically going to take all this mantra you've gathered up and I'm going to destroy the world and recreate it. And if you do that, Mithra's going to die. So Asura finally becomes a badass one more time, tries to fight uh, Chak Varatin, can't do it. So his brother's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself, give my energy to you, Goku style, Vegeta style, to kill him. And Mithra's like, well, if you do that, you'll die. And he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Beats the shit out of him. Everybody's reincarnated 800 and... So it's like 800 million years or 900 million years later. Uh, basically, in present day, there's a statue of Asura. He's like the Statue of Liberty type situation. And... Um, you see like them all living like their lives uh, in these reincarnations. And at the very end, you see what would be Ostro's reincarnation, watching a meteor come crashing down to the earth, and he clenches his fist like he's ready to fucking fight one more time. And I'm going to give up my time right there. Look at you go. All right. piece of shit. Josh gives up his time with 20 <laughs> Which means I did it. Yeah, Josh, you did it like right. Stop you did it right. Right. Like you got 30 points. Yes! I got all 30 points. I, I blame myself because I, I pay, basically gave you those 30 points. Jake, I why would the... you do this? Hold on. We're... Well, but... I couldn't it even did... name my calf of the gods, though. You could have like, literally named every single one. I would never have gotten it. Well, it was... No, no, no. It was, it was all... You named all the, the main, you know, characters. So you got Asura. You got his brother-in-law. Oh, so. Okay, cool. Daughter. Okay, you sweet. mentioned the Emperor's death and his wife's death. You mentioned Deus, which is basically like the main guy. He was the one that basically killed everybody that you loved, whatever. You mentioned their planet, Gaia. What you didn't man mention, which I thought was kind of funny while reading it, was the, the Brubmastra. The planet side, uh, planet size super weapon. I totally Brubmastra. forgot about that. Metal yeah. Gear. You didn't <laughs> say it was published by Capcom. 
Yeah, that's fair. There's a Chun-Li um, cameo? There's a <laughs> yeah, Chun-Li, there's a Chun-Li, Chun-Li cameo where she's like I a cop. I forgot about that. And then there's a D- DLC of a 2D fighting mode using its Oh, that's right. You can play the it. gods and fight each other. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So ja- Jake will have to write a lo- Jake will have to read his love letter to the Resident Evil canceled Netflix series at the start of the show next week. Congrats on hitting 30, Josh. Exactly 30 and not a point That's all more. I needed. You, That's all I needed. That is the podcast definition of quiet quitting, Josh. We're going to need more. <laughs> I had 20 seconds. I wouldn't could think of anything else. But no, yeah, I was like, she, I was like, he's not going to mention the bottom four. I should have like, honestly, I almost thought about changing one the questions in the middle of it. Yeah. You, you almost like you want as, as the quiz master as we're now calling it, you want to make it as hard as possible. Like you well, want, I, it's my fault because I did it right before the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It is your fault. That's, that's my saving grace. I won't admit that much right yeah. now. If you, if I, you... I, I could have been more creative. I don't know. If you're listening and you want to see the final score, we will have that up in the show notes. Go ahead and click that link, and that'll take you right to where Josh, is, Josh scored his beautiful 30 points that kept him from having to host next week. Good job, Josh. I think that saved the. I think I think I saved the podcast. You saved the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, everyone, you can find me. You can find me, Nick, at Twitter at that Kaufman. You can also find me on Twitch and YouTube at Nick Fat Knight. Um, thought I've been exploring new things to post on my YouTube. So stay tuned. Jake, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch at Jakey Boy Coffin. Josh, where can the people find you? Twitter at I am Josh saying. He is Josh saying. And as always, you can find the show uh, anywhere where there's social media. We're actually thinking about getting a website going, but keep that hush hush under the, keep that, keep that down low. Uh, yeah, show is everywhere. Every social media you can think of, you'll find us there. Uh, again, we are part of the Trident Network. Go check out some of our sibling podcasts. Uh, rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Five stars is much appreciated. Uh, and as always, this has been Smashing Game Time. We hope you had a smashing great time. We'll see you next time. <laughs>